Hey, welcome to the Rusty George Podcast. I'm honored that you're taking some time to listen to this. Every Monday, we'll be coming to you answering questions that you submit. Feel free to send in a question, hashtag RG Podcast, and we'll be talking about stuff in the church, in the world, and of course, in sports. Really glad that you're here. All right. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Rusty George Podcast. I'm Josh, uh, online campus pastor here at Real Life, and Rusty is by my side, our head head pastor of the Valencia campus here, and uh, we're a week removed from the election results uh, almost, so I figured we could come with you with with some post-election thoughts, and uh, whether you're still infuriated or whether you're glistening with joy from the results, we wanted to provide a, uh, at least a semi-healthy place to process what's going on. Yes, <laughs> so, absolutely. Um, and as you said, Rusty, like our nation is quite literally split because of what ha- what has happened and what's transpired in the past few days, and maybe more than any other point in history, um, politically speaking. I mean, if we didn't talk about this as pastors or as people mm-hmm. professing the Christian faith, I mean, we're not saying much for those labels, right? Right. Right. Yeah, I would say so. Um, and just to, I've been obviously processing this now for almost a week and, and thinking it through. Um, and there's been some, some horrific things on Facebook, and there's been some good things. But um, I, I think the way I, I want to set this up is to process this from my growing up. Uh, I grew up in the Midwest. And it's typically a, uh, a red state in Kansas mm-hmm. and uh, grew up in a, uh, in a home that, that held to those beliefs and ideologies. And unfortunately, um, Republicans and Democrats, um, you know, they have an interesting way of viewing each other. Republicans view the Democrats as evil <laughs> and Democrats view the Republicans as stupid. Yeah. And so I grew up every time... Um, a presidential election came around, uh, the general consensus, not just in my home, but you know, even in our church and with people that I knew, was that if that person gets elected, the world will end. Right. You know, whether it was Jimmy Carter or Walter Mondale yeah. <laughs> or, or whoever. Um, and I remember when Barack Obama was um, uh, elected the first time, there were people that I know and care about that claimed he was the Antichrist, you know. So it, it almost seems like every election comes with it some share of, it, you know, this is a pivotal time in our history, and this person is the worst person to be at the helm. And that's why I really love the fact of the way our country is set up, because it really isn't just one person. Mm-hmm. We did not hire a king or a dictator. Right. Yep, and there there is those checks and balances in place, whether or not people like see that right now. <laughs> right, it's like I, you know, I've I've seen a lot of people comparing Trump to Hitler and things of that nature, and it's like, well, not necessarily because the reason why Hitler was able to come to power was because of Article Forty Eight of you know the German uh, Constitution or whatever, it was, and basically revised a bunch of articles before that that basically gave him sole power in the mm-hmm. government to run whatever mm-hmm. he wanted. Um, despite the Republicans still having the House and the Senate and whatever, having Congress, there's still going to be those checks and balances in place because it's not all mm-hmm. Republicans. You know, there, there are still some Democrats that could, you know, either just vote not to pass bills or filibuster them or whatever. So there's still going to be that accountability to some degree. And I've always, you know, a lot of us are 
we see that difference between Democrat and Republican, and we don't really understand like what those key differences are. Like from my point of view, it seems as though you know Democrats on the left are a little bit more holistic in their thinking. They see things the world is more connected, and all of us, uh, you know, through a uh, a corporate lens almost mm-hmm. and on the Republican conservative side they see the world as more individualistic and more and they view things more uh, personally and individualistically and and none of those two are bad uh, but that is the reason why the left seems to focus more on social policy and the mm-hmm. right seems to focus more on fiscal policy mm-hmm. um, because it affects corporations and individuals in very different ways Correct. and so that's there, there's really no one I mean, obviously, I have my opinions, but there's no one right way of viewing that, and um, it, unfortunately, we're, that's why we're blaming people right now instead of you know looking at the larger perspective of the system that we're operating under. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up because the tendency is to, if you didn't get your way, is to point your finger at somebody else and say, well, it's your fault. Yeah. Which nobody was saying that before the election because they thought they were going to get their way. Now, yeah. suddenly, they didn't, and yeah. so now we have to blame somebody which is a whole other podcast, but the idea that we have to figure somebody out to point the finger at, and unfortunately, a lot of Christians are getting that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a text this past week from a friend of mine who at one time was a pastor and now is no longer a pastor, but he wanted to text me and let me know that now he's no longer a Christian because mm-hmm. of the way Christians voted in Donald Trump. Yeah. And I said to him, you know, I'm sorry to hear that, but I'm not a Christian because of other Christians. Right. I'm a Christian because I believe Jesus died on the cross and paid for my sin and resurrected. That has nothing to do with what other Christians do or don't do. And some Christians have done some horrific things in history. And that's yeah, especially when they're in power. Especially when they're in power. <laughs> and if we base our faith off what we perceive other Christians to have done or not done, um, then our faith is in the wrong thing. Absolutely. If if your identity as a follower of Jesus is either shaped or threatened by who is running the government, mm-hmm. then it's misplaced. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I say that shamelessly, mm-hmm. even at the expense of getting you know a little kickback from it. Um, is Shane Claiborne? You know, he came out with a book a few years ago. You know, the Jesus for President type mm-hmm. thing. And, right. You know. And while that's a great message and it's a great read and it's a great perspective to take, it, the the perspective as a Christian person, um, it, you know, Jesus isn't even operating under that. He, he, he can't operate under those systems. The kingdom of God right. is not just, it's not simply an alternative way of doing things in the world. It's an alternative way of being in the world. Right. Under whatever economic system, capitalism, uh, you know, Marxism or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. social political environment you find yourself in, Jesus has something to say about the way that you're living in it and the way that you're treating other people in it uh, who disagree with you. And so I think that's a helpful message that we need to really embrace, especially in the four years to come. Right. And I would just say, regardless of how you feel about the election, Jesus says, blessed are the peacemakers. Yes. And in doing so, we become identified as children of God. And I would just encourage you to leverage your social media and your relationships and your friendships and everything to bring peace rather than division. Yeah. Um, this will pass, and there will be good and bad, but the church survived Nero. It will survive. 
Donald Trump mm-hmm. or whoever else would have been elected or whatever measure was passed, and God is still on the throne. That's right. And even though we're all deeply, deeply political in our opinions and our views in some way or another, we all need some direction. No one's exempt from it. That's just the world we live in. But people don't realize that the gospel is deeply political too, and not not political in the sense that Jesus tells you who to vote for type thing right but political in the sense like like you said blessed are the peacemakers the beatitudes are a deeply political mm-hmm. statement based on the environment like like in the roman empire and what was going on there i mean that was a really um political statement and it's like like we were saying it's a counter narrative to the existing social establishments of our country um and so this isn't anything different. I mean, the disciples, after Jesus died, were disappointed too. Yes. And they were disappointed for political reasons because he wasn't the leader that they expected. He didn't overthrow the empire violently, mm-hmm. uh, what have you, and the resurrection and the crucifixion. I mean, those are political things in and of themselves, but they're political in a way that um, mm. is peaceful and offers, a, like I said, the way of being in the world and not just the way you vote or who you voted for. Um, or the way you treated people who voted differently than you did. Right. And um, right. in some sense, Paul takes up that same thing. He says in, you know, 2 Corinthians 5.20, the ambassador's verse, you know, we're mm-hmm. ambassadors of Christ. That's a political mm-hmm. office that right. you hold. And again, it's not just what you mark on a piece of paper or whether you're left or right-handed. It's, right. <laughs> it's, it's, it's what, you were, what you were doing and the way you were being in the world. And we, we focused a lot on, you know, children as the future. What, in your opinion, um, today, especially from the message, like, and you having two daughters, I mean, personally, mm-hmm. um, when you woke up, kind of what were you thinking as far as family-wise goes? What, like, where do you think mm-hmm. this is going and what do you think the world's going to be like for them? <laughs> well, I don't know. I mean, every, every four years we look at it and go, well, this is going to be devastating. This is going to be wonderful. Uh, there will be highs and lows and ups and downs. But I think for my kids, I, I think the thing that, that is a little bit alarming to me is not so much even the political landscape. Mm-hmm. It's the way that we've handled it. Yeah. Uh, I, I watched a fascinating piece on 60 Minutes last week where this uh, pollster by the name of Frank Luntz, I think is his name, interviewed this group of people all throughout the stage of the election. And this is even before the election happened. And he said there was tremendous difference in the way they interacted versus even back in the year 2000 when that was a very controversial election with Al Gore and the hanging chads and George W. Bush and all that. And he said back then people would disagree, but they would let you have your turn to speak and they would listen. He said, now we're just shouting at each other. So good. We, yeah. And this was a great line. He said, we no longer listen to be informed. We listen to be affirmed. Mm-hmm. And that's all we're all listening to is we're waiting to hear somebody say what we want to hear as opposed to, you know, basically learning from what they had to say. Yeah, that, that's, so, that's so good. I mean, we're not saying don't be opinionated. Right. But good grief, season your disagreements with salt. Like mm-hmm. like after the Beatitudes, at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, he gives right. the salt and the light right. uh, references, you know, be the salt of the earth. Just just make every conversation taste better right. <laughs> on the way right. down. Make it digestible. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that's the way that we transform the world. That's the way that we bring the light uh, to, to the darkness. And, you know, Greg mentioned that in his message. He says, what will transform the world is not 
your, your all these political things or military might or what have you it's gonna be the local followers of Jesus that's the church and the way right. that they're it, Jesus isn't attempting to fix this world already through our vote or who we vote who our votes go to he's doing it through us and our hope right. drives those actions so exactly um, so next week more exciting things more exciting things yes <laughs> <laughs> to be continued for sure now, next week, I, um, I know we want to talk about the message next week, which will be a lot about what we're going to do locally for our community, um, especially in reference to Canyon Country. So it should be a lot of fun and looking forward to that conversation. Yep. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it, too, and I hope everybody else is. And uh, Rusty, thanks, man. Always enjoy it. Thank you. Hey, thanks so much for listening. We're really glad that you chose to be part of the podcast. Again, submit your questions to hashtag RGPodcast. And we'd love for you to go to iTunes and to write a review of the podcast. That helps us out so much. Spread the word, share it with others, and we'll talk to you next time.